Well, hello there. Welcome to Chronicles of Power, a podcast dedicated to the world of power, where I review and break down the latest episode in the Powerverse. We are brought to you by Private Listen, your source for all things music, sports, culture, and entertainment. Follow the new podcast page at Chronicles of Power on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell on YouTube. We are at PBTLSTD. My name is Kimi, and I'll be your guide as we break down the third season of Raising Canaan. And today we have my favorite special co-host in the building with me today, Mr. Sam from Power is Fire, the biggest Power fan site on IG. So clap it up for Mr. Sam. He is here to talk about episode 307. We were all are guilty, written by Brian Walker and directed by Mr. Sasha Penn. Now, if you don't know that name, Sasha Penn is the creator of this here series. And he does wonderful writing on this show. And let's kick it off. Sam, how do you feel about episode 307? What's up? What's up? Um, huh, uh, Well, at least we got another kill this episode. But yeah. uh, I, have, yeah, I haven't been too enthused with how the season has played out so far. Because I feel like I was so excited for episode 6 to come. Because I'm like, okay, now, now it's about to get juicy. And I feel like it still hasn't gotten juicy yet. Um, yeah, five was OD, but but episode five was in in I think what's uh, the episode that uh Marvin killed Sal Baselli was episode three, right? Two. That was episode two. Episode two, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, two and five were the highlights of the season, but everything else has just been like, eh, you know what I mean? Like, I love I love the jukebox. Um, like, I love how they portray a jukebox, and I love that whole thing, but I feel like it's not enough drama in the group for me. Like, ah, I think that they brought some drama this week. They, they setting you up. Hell, yes, now, but I just feel like it, it's taking too long to get to that drama. It's like, if you want us to kind of care about this whole storyline, then you need to do something drastic. Like, I get what they just what just happened should have happened back in episode four. You know what I mean? I like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, well, like, why the slow build into that? Well, there's we already know that we're not gonna meet Duke as a cop. So, well, there's a slow build into it because I'm guessing that they're gonna carry on this group dynamic for the next season. So I think that's why there's a slow build around it. They're not gonna just hit us with everything. I actually disagree. I think so. One of my critiques or one of the feelings that I had about raising Canaan in the past two seasons was like oh my God, we got to take such a long walk for such a small drink of water. And you know what? I understand what they were doing now after watching the first seven, the seven episodes of this season, because the first two seasons, we still had to build these characters out, right? We still had to know what their propensities are, what their likenesses are, and some of their character traits, right? So we still had to do that. But now we know what all the proclivities are of all of the characters. And now we can start getting to business. I actually think that this season is moving a little bit faster than the other seasons, considering we never get big deaths in episode five on um, Raising Canaan. We didn't we didn't even get like that death was South, but Sally was actually pretty that 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 happened so quick and normally we don't get action sequences like that in Raising Canaan. It normally doesn't happen till the end of the season. And going by the power rubric, like all of this stuff that we're seeing happening between me, Baselli, and all of the other characters, especially someone like Ronnie, that wouldn't happen till seven, eight, nine, even ten, right? Something right. someone like unique. Um, but uh, I'll I'll 
hold back on some of my other stuff about uh, some of my other critiques about the show. But so far, I kind of like it. I feel like we're moving a little bit quicker than we normally do. I do kind of get what you're saying about the girl group thing, but I understand why it's happening because I believe that the two girls, they are in the next season. They are filming now uh, for season four in New York. So that's why I think that there's a slow build into it. So before we start with going over the scenes, there is uh, actually, you know what, maybe I'll wait till we get to the scene before we talk about the theory that I've heard. So I heard two good theories this week and I can't wait to hear your thoughts about them. So we start off the episode with Paul. He gets kidnapped by Ronnie (laughs) and my poor boy, he pees himself on Kanan's couch or famous's couch, actually. (laughs) Now, also... Famous couch. I have to I have to apologize because we did record an episode for last week for episode three oh six. However, the audio was it in shambles. So right now, if you hear that we talk that we vacillate between episode three oh six and three oh seven, we're just bringing you up to date just in because we didn't release our episode for three oh six. Now, Paul stepped to Kanan and told him that he was going to call the cops. Bad idea on all fronts, right? bad idea but now ronnie is involved because ronnie witnessed him threatening to snitch and ronnie goes to pick him up to make sure he puts the fear of god in him and that they never have to have this problem again they bring him to canaan's house now canaan's house because canaan has kicked out famous a matter of fact like i don't know why famous a matter of fact here's a question that i'll ask you when did canaan get this tough (laughs) Especially, why is he treating famous like this? Of all the people. And everybody was kind of saying, like, oh, I don't like Kanan, but Kanan, because I don't like how Kanan is treating famous. Yeah, I don't like it. Like, I'm sorry, everybody forgot that that famous let Rock put the gun in his bag and he didn't tell him. Well, it's also Rock. He deserved everything he's getting. But it's his mom. He can't. What was was famous supposed to do? Wait, was he supposed? I think that as his friend, he should have told him. Yes, and he did tell him, but he he's also afraid of Rock, and I think that he is more afraid of Rock in that moment than he is of Kanan. But now I think that he has more fear related to Kanan. So it is my thing, right? So let's just say that that because Famous does not know that Howard is uh is Kanan's father, right? right. So mm-hmm. technically speaking, any other kid gets called with a gun at school, where do they go? To jail. To jail, right? Mm-hmm. So you set your you set your man's up. To potentially go to jail, mm-hmm. I agree. Now, had like I said, had had Howard not been on his side, it would have been a rat. So that's how Kanan is looking at it from that perspective. That's why I don't understand when people be like, "Oh, um, famous, uh, famous don't deserve this treatment. Famous don't." It's like, bro, famous was about to set him up to go to prison for seven years, a seven year bid. When you have a when you have a weapon and you're walking around with a weapon that's that's unregistered, you do seven years in jail. So that's what you just allowed your friend to do for some money. Mm. And it's Eric Cannon found out that he he was paid because he didn't say anything afterwards. So it's like, oh, well, so that means somebody could pay you to be disloyal. Why would I have you on my side? So I understand that part of it. Right. So like th- that part, I'm not going to excuse. However, the Canaan has been treating famous bad before Rock put the gun in his bag. Like he has been nasty to him this entire season before Rocky came over and did that. So I'm just saying like there has been like some sort of tension between them this entire season. And I don't think that Famous deserves that. And if anything, I'm glad that Famous did, 
you know, come come to him and did tell him. I don't know if that solves anything, but at least he did come. Now, famous, speaking of famous, he does walk in on the interaction between Paul, Ronnie, and Kanan. And it is a weird interaction because famous comes to come pick up his stuff from his own apartment to move back in with his mother. Now, I'll let you talk about that weird, <laughs> that weird conversation between famous and Ronnie where he comes up with stuff. Why your mother wants you back? Where you going? You don't like it here? <laughs> so, I mean, that, that definitely opened up more to his to, to Ronnie's layers. I, I don't think, I think that probably went over a lot of people's heads, but for me, it was more like, oh, well, he don't have a great relationship with his mom. Mm -hmm. You know, because neither did Unique ever really talk about it. Um, so maybe they can explore that a little bit more, hopefully. If we got to, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, if we're going to get long, drawn-out stories, tell every part of it. Hmm. So obviously, we, well, now this was the last. This wasn't the last episode. This was the episode before that, so we could talk about it. So, just like how Jukebox all of a sudden knows every single drug dealer in the town. Mm -hmm. How do you know that? Well, Juke is older, and she outside. Juke used to be a thief. That's what I'm saying. But like her being a thief, it shouldn't shouldn't equate to her knowing every single drug dealer by name and, and who they are. Like you know what I'm saying? It's just like. Like, like, are you just a people watcher or, or do you know people from something like they didn't tell the whole story? It's like you, you, you draw out certain things and then other things you just kind of skip to us. So it's really supposed to just assume that, 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 uh, that jukebox is this smart individual that's just, oh my gosh, she's just so intelligent. Yeah. But like, she's show how she met these people. Right. She's, she's street smart. And we've known that much about her. They, they, I, I, so I disagree with that. I think that they built out her character and we are to presume that she is street smart and the, and her knowing people like snacks and pop, they come from her dad, Marvin, like everybody, like she's not an idiot and she's very perceptive, which is why she probably was in a boosting ring at such a young age. She, she's, she's around the way the same way how I'm, I'm, I'm out like I don't I'm not necessarily outside like jukebox but like I know different people I don't have to be in and of the life to know who certain people are so I don't want to say okay that we have to explore from the time she was one years old to 18 years old to know every single person that she ever came in contact with I'm fine with them just saying hey this girl she outside she's older she knows who these people are and Kanan in turn should know who they are too so I, I'm, I'm actually fine with that I don't need them to build that part out the only thing that I would say that kind of needs that I had questions about was just why is she still pursuing the military even though she's in butter? Now, I can make guesses towards it, right? Like, this is her insurance. Like, just yeah. in case butter doesn't work out, military, she's still going forward with it. And and I'm okay with that. Like, so I questioned it when I saw it. Like, okay, well, why is she still doing this? She should have more faith in herself and be a little bit more confident in her abilities. But whatever the case is. We get back to Ronnie and Famous. Ronnie threatens, pretty much makes Famous feel uncomfortable in his own place. But Famous is on his way out. One of the scenes that I think that we do need to pay attention to is Famous takes the gun out of the house and is going back to his mother's house with that same gun. Now, my question for you is, is that the cut, the gun, the gun, the gun that he killed? Um, Oh gosh, what's the guy in the moment? Freddy, Freddy. Freddy, that's the gun that he killed Freddy with. He never got rid of the gun? Do we know if that's the same gun? Well, he, we know he didn't give it back to Palomar. 
right. So, so for a fact, I, I think it's more of a, he just keeps it for protection, but that's a bad call, Famous. Like, they've already brought you in, so you're already a suspect. Hmm. You know, so, nobody was thinking on that one. Yeah, so there are two things that I'm pissed off with Famous about, and your face tells it all, right? Because Famous still has the gun that he killed Freddie with. Not only that, Famous just decided to lay down a track to completely detail what happened with the Freddie kill. And, and I'm praying that Lou doesn't release this song because oh, he's, he's ready. He's definitely going to release it, right? He's already been brought in for questioning about the Freddie kill. He's been placed in the vicinity and he still has the gun. Famous is about to go down. <laughs> and I'm only trying to figure out how are they going to save him from this point going forward. Well, you know what they say. A, a great rapper once said, you know, dead rappers get better promotion. <laughs> I don't so, want that uh, for Famous. I, hope. I don't either. I don't either. But it, it would make sense that Famous would blow up after he dies. It, it would, right? Now there, uh, he would be a perfect, he would be a perfect situation for it. Would be a perfect situation for Lou because Lou would be like one of those executives that you know has a, a dead man's catalog and makes money off of it. That would be perfect because that happens a lot now in the industry and it happened a lot then. So that would be perfect. That would be a perfect scenario where Lou could kind of get his way out of the game because he now makes all his money off famous. Mm hmm. Well, he didn't get to explain why his, why his, excuse me, guys, why his mother misses him to Ronnie and Ronnie could care less either way. But I think the whole point of that scene is to make sure that he doesn't continue to run his mouth. But at this point, even if he doesn't say anything else, he's, he's already said enough. He said enough in the record. He said enough when he was questioned by the cops without an attorney. He said enough by keeping the gun that Palomar gave him and the same gun that he used to make the kill. So he's just setting himself up for failure at this point. And it's only a matter of time before all of the blocks come crumbling down. Now we move on to Miss Raquel because Raquel is back in the game. She's on her tour now to get back in the game. We started off the season with her leaving the game and now she's back. We met the fishmonger and now she is at the Chinese spot that Unique was working with. So she's at the supplier. And she's asking to take on Unique's old position. Now, initially, he tells her no, to which I understand, right? You don't know this lady from a can of paint. He already didn't work with Unique. And now Unique's blood and guts is all over the tailor shop. And they really don't want to get involved in this. Right. But they give in and they say, okay, Rock, you can get this. You have two months and you have to get it together. If it doesn't work, that's it. So then they go, she takes, um, he's nice. that, which one? He's nice. Oh, uh, nice. what's the name? Uh, Quinn. Yeah. Quinn. Or, uh, or was it yeah. Quan? Quan. 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 Quan is nice. Um, what other plug gives someone two months? She definitely wouldn't have. <laughs> would, would no, would Nola give Tariq two months? Would Nola give Tariq two weeks? No, <laughs> but <laughs> But that's one of the, but I think that's some of the feedback that a lot of people had about Nola's character and how, uh, I guess, I don't want to say unrealistic, but just how stringent she was with Tariq. Like, yo, he's like 19. He don't know. It wasn't, well, it wasn't unrealistic because Tariq made it happen because he had no choice. Well, yeah. And Ghost is like a whole different playing field there. 
Oh, you're right. Well, well, I don't know how how long it took Ghost to get to that point, but technically speaking, it it didn't take Tariq long to get there. No, I mean go Power Ghost, Power Book Ghost. Oh, Power Book Ghost. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like Ghost in general. I'm about to say not Ghost. Yeah, he wouldn't have a problem, but that's because he had fucking thirty years of experience in the game. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Tariq had two. Okay, so she has to find the so she found a restaurant supplier, right? And she needs to also find transport for to move the stuff around. And we saw that she was scoping out how the trucks moved throughout all of the Chinese restaurants. And I think that Rock is one of the things that Rock had over Unique is that she was a bit more pragmatic in how she approaches the business. So I I don't have any doubts that she'll be successful in this, especially because she knows how to watch people and she knows how to play to people's emotions. Let's go back to uh, how are they still watching her or did that just stop them? (laughs) Right. Like since when all of a sudden they got watching rock. Yeah, I have, I haven't seen them and she, so, but, let we'll get to that part and i think it's a couple scenes after because howard does meet with fbi agent tanner and they talk about uncle marvin uncle marvin right now is the fan favorite because of how they are developing his character right we started off with uncle marvin because i haven't forgotten when he back he back uh backhanded juke i didn't forget that marvin and he's he is still layered right he still has that gangster side to him but he is working on himself and working on his relationship, not only with his daughter, but obviously with his sister, his brother, and all of the people that he comes in contact with. Now, Which, by the way, I'm not defending, but Juke did spit in his face. She did. So at that point, it's just like, bro, like, you opened up a can of worms. <laughs> with um, your daddy. Yeah, yeah, but not saying that she deserved it. But I, I don't know. I don't know too many fathers that's going to eat that. <laughs> no. But I think there's something important to note here. After Howard and Tanner talk, he doesn't tell Rock about Marvin being a suspect. Now, before we get to him not telling Rock, while he's sitting down with Tanner, he sees Peng and he sees Scrap's mother walking in. And he already knows that this is trouble. Because he can overhear what they're talking about because he's ear hustling at the desk. And he's like, you know what? You know who knows about Marvin? Let me go get let me go get Peng for you. So he's, he does a swap out. He moves Peng to the room with Tanner. And then he goes to talk to Scrap's mother. And Scrap mother spills the beans like only Scrap mother could. That's that's our whole point in this story. They thought that Scrap was the snitch where she was actually the one that was telling all of the business. And Scrap got killed for nothing. I'm still mad about that death. Please forgive me. Like, I, I feel like we could have, like, he could have been here for a little bit longer, especially because he was the most loyal one. But I see how it's making the story move forward. At least to the end of the season. Right. At least to the end of the yeah. season. Uh, so, Peng goes, he speaks to Scrap's mom. She tells him it was Lou who told her about Scrap being murdered. And I was like, Jesus. What she said that, I was like, she ain't making it out of this episode. <laughs> Yeah, that was a big mistake. <laughs> big mistake. I was like, yeah, you're not going to make it out in this episode. And then Marvin. It was smart on the writers. It was smart on the writers because she was a good filler kill. Yes, because we still we still got something happening in this episode. And it shows us that Lou is still true to the game as long as blood is blue in his veins. He knows what he has to do. 
So even though he may blame Brock for a lot of the decisions that she made on his behalf that he had to carry out, he still knows that he's still a part of this business and he still has to fix his own mess ups. Well, he, he had no choice in that situation. Like none. No, because he, he or unless like, Marvin would have did it, but you know. Unless Marvin did it, but but Lou was the one that did it. Like Lou was the one that fucked that whole situation up. So Lou had to be the one to do it. So it wasn't even no question when Marvin came to him and say, you know what you gotta do. And then he's like, the thing is, like, he, he didn't even remember. He's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. What are you talking about? But, yeah, that was wild. Like, but that too, he was so drunk when he drove over there, he may not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's go to our fave, my fave. Wait, who's your favorite character on the show? Okay. Marvin's your favorite? Yeah, he's my favorite too. But I like Wow. Him. Wow. <laughs> I love but, Marvin. But let's not let's not say her and act like Ronnie not carrying. No, Ronnie is carrying the season, but he's just my favorite character of the whole. Honestly, after episode ten, I'm not gonna lie, Ronnie might be the best in the universe. But whatever. <laughs> well, well, nobody over Tariq, nobody over Tariq and Tommy. But anyway. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going that far. I don't even think that Ronnie makes it out of this season because it doesn't. Only because, like, we know about that situation, like where he got the. Other full time role. Other than that, yeah, but I was just hope that they don't. Else right now, so that's why I was like, I know. Well, besides me knowing that he's not gonna, you know, he's he's probably not gonna be around. Like I know what Ronnie's purpose is. Ronnie is a plot device. Like I I already know that. I know that he's brought in to kill Unique. He's brought in to cause ruckus. They have to get rid of characters. I, I like I can go on and tell you all of the other characters that that they're probably gonna get rid of. But I don't. They, this is my thing, right? There will there will never be a character as big as Ronnie in Raising Canaan. They can't introduce someone bigger than Ronnie, with the exception of Breeze, if whoever Breeze is. Now, if he would have became Breeze, oh, oh my God. Go goated. Goat tier. Oh my God. How they because that that way they the way they built the storyline up, and then for him to kill Unique and then for him to turn into Breeze would have been phenomenal. Obviously, that that may not be what it what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And this is the part that makes me upset. What? Because honestly, I don't even care anymore. Because there's no way that they could build up Breeze to be better built than they just built up Ronnie. Yes, they can. We didn't know Ronnie was coming. We had no But this thing, not. Yes, but the, we knew Ronnie was coming. Because Ronnie, no, no, Ronnie was introduced. Like, we didn't know what to expect from him. We, had, we were just as blind about Ronnie as we are about Breeze. They can build up the character. Right, but I my think- thing is, right, it, 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 this, what what I'm saying is that they're going to do it at the end, and then it's going to make it so nobody really cares about it next season. I doubt. I, no, no, no. I, I, I'll, 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 say, I'll hold my judgment on that. They have done well with the character development thus far. I am excited for Breeze to come, but I can also wait for it, too, because I know when Breeze comes, that means that this story... It's probably going to come to an end and they're probably going to, if I were them, I would prolong this for as much as I can. Yeah, but that's, that's all I'm saying is just, I just feel like now it's going into episode eight. So he's probably not going to be introduced now. He's probably going to be introduced at the end of 10. That's probably going to be the big thing. Like, oh my God, Breeze introduced. And they end the season now with us getting a glimpse of who Breeze is. And that's it. It's just like, all right, now we got to wait a whole another year and a half. For us to now get introduced, to, you know what I'm saying? It's just like there was no buildup. See, if you would have been introduced now in episode like seven, 
Then they'll be like, all right, y'all got time now to build him. No, but I, you know what? I think that when the creator, when Sasha Penn posted that plane of Breeze, I, I think that that set us all up or set most people up for an ex- expectation of something. And I really wish at this point that he didn't post that shit because, Lord, that person, y'all are drawing no, I'm crazy. I'm glad that he did it. Because we know he's, but at least we know he's coming this season. But it's just like, like my thing is, like, if you're gonna develop the character, start now. Because don't don't let us get to episode ten, and then we gotta talk about this new character being Breeze for a whole fucking year. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't give a fuck about Breeze. <laughs> that's what, but that's what I'm saying. But we we don't give a you don't give a fuck about Breeze because. It's gonna be so late in the game when he's introduced that it's just like, all right, like, well, now we gotta wait till next season to kind of build. Years old, like Kanan is still only sixteen years old. I don't right. care about Breeze. I care about Kanan, Rock, Marvin, and Juke. Lowe was getting on my damn nerves, but yeah, I'm scared about dynamic. Because of how hyped up Breeze has been and how much he was mentioned throughout this whole entire time in power, they cannot get that character wrong. It, like it, they cannot like that character has to be literally the most ruthless character we've ever seen ever in history. Okay, let's move on. He has to be. Alrighty. Okay. Because he raised he raised the ruthless characters. <laughs> okay. So he has to be worse than Ronnie, which is crazy to me. Or a different type of worse. Or a different type of worse. Yes. Yeah. A different... Like literally a full blown psycho. I mean, Ghost was a psycho. And Ghost is completely different than Ronnie. But he was a manageable psycho. Ghost is not a manageable psycho. Listen, he we're not going to do that today. We're not. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Let's, <laughs> get back. Let, let's get back. Let's get back to Marvin. So Marvin goes to visit Gerald to show him jukebox because remember, uh, Gerald proposed possibly doing a story on jukebox, and Marvin wanted to go over and show him what jukebox looked like. She's in a girl group. We think that this would be really good. For the Village Voice. Now, everybody, if you don't know what the Village Voice is, if you're listening from somewhere outside of New York, the Village Voice is an actual newspaper. It is real. It is still in publication as of up to right now, I believe. I'll double check and I'll correct myself next episode just in case I <laughs> But it's still in publication. Um, he finds Gerald's two daughters sitting outside in the cold in the car while Gerald is in the house shooting up. He... Bangs on the door, gets the kids inside, helps clean up, makes them cookies, has a hard talk with Gerald telling him, yo, you got to get yourself together. Takeaways from this scene, we find out that their mother is not in their lives. She was the one that turned Gerald on to the drugs that he's taking right now. I think it's important for us to realize that the children don't have a relationship with their mother and that Gerald is the one that is taking care of them because they're telling us these things for a reason uh there was also a little funny dig in the bronx and then i was like damn the bronx can't catch a break at all so it's like god damn <laughs> it's like you don't got no all white that must be a bronx thing like jesus marvin but whatever the case is here's my question to you do you trust gerald no i don't trust him at all well but this is my thing right and, and i don't see um I don't see what Gerald gains from betraying your only friend, the only man that you really can trust and the only man that really has your back. Like you gain nothing from betraying him because now 
you put you put him in a situation where if something happens to Marvin, they have to kill you, and now your daughters is left with no father. Now they go into you know you know what I mean, like they have to go into foster. Like that's all whole. Like you gain nothing from this experience. Yeah, so that's why, that's why I, before. So in episode three hundred six, the episode that I recorded, I had a guest on with me, and I spoke to him, and I said, you know. He's asking a lot of questions. And keep in mind, he's a journalist. He's either going to use this stuff to write about it. And it's so weird that that guy came up and recognized Marvin while they were in the park and says, you know, Tony, remember Tony? And I was like, who the hell is that person? Do, do you remember seeing this guy? The guy that came up to them? I don't, I don't even remember seeing him. And I was like, that was kind of odd. And Marvin, you know, Marvin tells him to get away. I don't know what you're talking about. But you can see the how general in took that information he looked over at marvin he looked at the person that was talking and he says you know you know white people think we all look alike and i was like okay that was a good you played that off well but some of the questions that general asks it makes me feel uncomfortable i know that he is someone that normally interviews people or is um writing stories and i think that being around someone like him is not good for Marvin because either he's going to use what he does know of Marvin uh, against him. But I do wonder if he, I don't think that he considered what would happen to him if he were to betray Marvin. So you bring up a good point. Oh, um, he knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows exactly what's going to happen. I, you know, you know, I don't think he took that as stuff that, uh, like, okay, first off, who can you call right now? That'll give you five thousand dollars. Me? <laughs> you know people that could just uh, you could just call up right now, like, yo, I need to borrow five thousand dollars. I'm in a I'm in a bond and I need five thousand dollars. Was it five thousand or was it I thought it was five hundred and three hundred? I thought it was three hundred dollars oh, and five hundred. Oh no, no, no. I thought they said three hundred and then they said five hundred. And then that's when Marvin came to get him. I just felt like that whole thing seemed it seemed a little fishy to me. I was like, out of all the people to call, that's who y'all call? Y'all call Marvin? That's the only person that you had a connection with in the group? Yeah, but only, I think only, and he could kind of tell how Marvin dressed that he's a drug dealer. Only person that, that you could call to get that kind of money straight cash like that is a is a damn drug dealer. Because regular people is, is they got to move money around. Like it's, it's like a whole process. Like they can get it to you, but it's a whole process. He gave us straight cash. You only get that from a drug dealer. So long story short, we do not trust Gerald and you should not trust him either. I don't think he has fully thought out the implications of what snitching on Marvin could possibly mean for him or writing a story about Marvin or being, I don't know. Do you think that he's an informant of some sort? I, I mean, I hope not for his kid's sake. Honestly, I don't know how they play this, but I just assume that it's something that's going to happen. Either he's going to like mess Juke up from being in the group or something. But I was actually hoping like that whole thing kind of played out how TLC's played out where they actually made it. And they got to the point where it was like, oh, my God, we're huge. But they got no money from it because the manager steals it. That's that's where I was hoping that storyline went mm -hmm. rather than for it to be like Gerald being the reason why she's getting kicked out of the group. I don't like that. No, I don't, I don't think that that's it. I think that General, like, when I first saw him, like, I never trust white people that pop up out the blue, right? Like, in a story, especially where it's all black characters, white people that pop up out the blue, I know that something is going to go wrong. 
Gerald, to me, rubs me like an informant. I feel like he's going back and reporting to someone about uh, Marvin. And we spoke about this in the last episode, too. I, I just I don't trust him. And I think that he's 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 going to have to get killed. And I think Marvin is going to probably do it. Like Tony because, Deep don't trust or? Say, say it again. Like Tony Deep don't trust? Yeah, like Tony Deep don't trust. Because <laughs> I feel like, no, only because he came out of nowhere. He calls Marvin to, like, all of the things coming together. You know, like, when we say the totality of the circumstance, it's not one thing, it's not two things, but it's all of the things together that make me say, okay, this guy is not okay. One, he's a druggie, right? He's an addict. And they always get themselves caught in a bind, similar to what was happening with Sam, where he uses the information that he knows to try to get out of prison, right? Remember Sam from back in season one? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. So, you know, like I say, it's to jog other people's memories, right? Like when they're listening. So I just wonder if he's in the same predicament because it's so crazy to me that out of the blue, the FBI just pulls up Marvin's name. Like he's always been around. They don't, they don't, they don't say him before, but now all of a sudden we're focusing on Marvin as the person that was running Baisley and he has a connection to the Italians, which none of you have ever seen him with. And now they, ha we have this weird random white guy that he went to a couple of AA, a couple of anger management meetings with, and he's developing a relationship with Marvin. Too coincidental. Well, even, even even with that being said, then Gerald would have had to kind of put two and two together on Tony Deep, but they didn't show any of that. Like if they would have show like, to, uh, if they would have show Gerald going to like to like look it up or like do research on who Tony Deep was, then it, you know what I mean. It would have made more sense. Well, obviously he couldn't Google it in the nineties, but. <laughs> remember he's a reporter and he's getting he has access he, he has access to information because remember the hood didn't even know about dean getting killed he was yeah. the one that told marvin about that so he's he gets intel so he knows yeah. stuff and that's why i'm like this just seems too it, it just seems too much for me and i feel like i'm kind of i feel bad because marvin's antenna isn't going off but it's because he's trusting and because he's trying to be a better person. He's not just looking at everyone with a tainted glass. So it's kind of putting his blockers on a little bit. But let's keep going through episode, through the uh, scenes. So we see Pebbles, Pebbles 2.0. <laughs> Literally Pebbles. <laughs> Literally Pebbles. Pebbles 2.0 has met, landed a mall game for butter. So they're still fighting for who was the lead in the group. But she has them opening up for Shanice. Do y'all remember Shanice? <laughs> I like your smile. I can't sing, but you know. So Shanice. So they're opening up for Shanice at the mall. Rock and Howard meet up to tell her about Lou blabbing. And she is pissed off. <laughs> and she doesn't. The, one of my feedback. One of my things about Rock is that she never takes accountability. Right. She's always like, that's him, not me. And Howard checks her in this moment and says, hey, that's your people. So it is you. And he she tells her that Scrap, uh, Scrap's mom was the one that told them about Lou because he went to her house telling her about what happened to Scrap. And she says she'll take care of it in the scene. We mentioned this earlier. Howard neglects to tell her that Marvin is the new target for the investigation and I think the reason why he does this as insurance to himself, he keeps the cards close to him here because he Rock says something. I can blow up your whole world, detective. And I think he's using this as a way to blow up her world. Yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. A um, thousand percent agree. Okay. I think, I think I thought that that's what Howard was going to use. Okay. Howard is a detective, right? <laughs> Technically speaking, he's had no big wins since uh, Rot uh, snitched and basically told him where to, you know, where he was hiding the drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had a win since that. Right. So yeah. I felt like, I felt like he was using Marvin as a pawn to get that extra win so that he can get this position. Yeah, yeah, especially because he's going to narcotics now, right? That's yes. why, he, and 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 that's another reason why he has to keep it close. So after we go from, so let me see, what was the next scene after that? After we go from them talking to each other, Juke is still exploring the military. We spoke about that already. She, yep. they don't give her any viable options or what she thinks is viable in terms of job openings in the military. Uh, Lou has famous on repeat and I said earlier I hope he doesn't release this song and I think he is <laughs> when is Juke gonna boom somebody I don't know <laughs> that's what that that's now that is what would set this season on fire <laughs> Juke boom somebody I hope she was like yo Juke just boom somebody oh my god I can't wait till season 4 like that is what we want <laughs> that's what you want Sam you don't want you don't want to see Juke catch a body? Not really. I want her to stay as wholesome as she can until we don't need wholesome jukebots. We need ruthless jukebots that will rob a bank <laughs> and shoot a kid. Oh gosh. Okay. So shoot a kid? No. That, that boy that, that she killed in the shop was like 16. Yeah. It's just Tag, I forgot about that scene until you just mentioned it. Okay, Marvin. So Marvin, after he leaves with Gerald, he meets up with Rock and they go to the married couple now. So remember, Rock met with Juan earlier and now they're meeting with the married couple who still have trepidations about this. It's like, we heard about Unique. We don't want to do this anymore. And they do point out, hey, what happened to Unique? That is not related to this we know what we saw there and that had nothing to do with business we don't know anybody that got no beef with unique like that he didn't owe nobody no money he was just working with y'all so unless y'all did it and y'all saying and it doesn't seem like y'all did we it that has nothing to do with it so they she wins them over they speak to the uncle and the uncle wants to be cut in on the business he wants a profit on the profit and he he's smart so he tells them about the 20, I think it's 20 to 25 other restaurants that he owns within the city. And this is where Rock goes on her hunt for finding how they're going to be able to transport transport all of the work throughout the five boroughs or the boroughs. We go to, after we do that now, we go to Juke and Puke Box. So <laughs> Crystal has a smart ass mouth. <laughs> we see Crystal flirting with Kanan. Hello, Crystal. Yeah, Crystal is partnered with Kanan and Aisha. That's like Kanan got a lineup now. Let's go. <laughs> I still don't actually know if he. Uh, I don't know if he ever did anything with Corinne or not. I just know they was kissing, but I don't know if he got to the point. Oh, he did. No, they, he only kissed her. He didn't do anything with Corinne. He only oh, did with right. Marvin. We got to take her off the body oh, list. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! We get to see them. We see that Crystal is flirting with Kanan. Juke peeps it. And then she also 
she checks Crystal at the end of that scene and says, hey, he's with Aisha. And she she pretty much is just like, fuck you to Juke. And I thought Juke was going to punch her in her face. But she didn't. And I was so surprised. <laughs> so you say, boom. I thought she was at least going to fight her because she definitely fought that boy. What was the boy name? I don't want her to kill, I don't want her to kill Crystal. Why? I don't want her to kill some dude. She need to go boom Corey. <laughs> but that's the one that she beat up the last time, right? Thanks. Corey, Corey is done. He he's the church boy. He's out of here. Um, but she does confront Kanan here. And how do you feel about her confronting Kanan? I don't like it at all. She's talking to Kanan like he's a little ass kid. I mean, he is younger than her. Okay. A year and a half. Wow. Yeah. A year and a half when you're a kid and your cousins is a big difference. It is not. I would never talk to none of my cousins like that. Really? Even if you're older than them? Yeah, I'm older than them, and I still was getting their face talking about, oh, you're a little boy trying to get uh, trying to get your mom attention. Some shit. Like, bro, you're not thinking about Rock? He's trying to get his money. He he is doing this. No, 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 no. I completely disagree. Kanan is definitely doing this as a rebellious act against his mother. He is... Kanan always is, wanted to be in the game. He has, but he is also doing it on his own terms as a rebellious act against his mom. He is doing things that he knows that she doesn't want him to do. He's working with people that are her direct competitors in the game. So he, he is definitely... He, if anyone should check you, it should be your older cousin. And I have definitely checked my older and younger cousins in this way. Not not for the same type of scenario, but for sure we check each other. Definitely. Especially if you're doing something wrong. And, like, you're not going to rat on your cousin. In most she cases. ratted. Hold on. In most instances. Unless oh. you feel like their life is in danger. And I think that she did the right thing by going to her aunt and telling her what Kanan was doing. No. No. Listen, he's involved. This is what this is what Dean got killed for. Dean got killed for the same thing. What are you talking about? Dean was killed because he ran to Unique, telling him about a conversation between them two. Oh, about uh Ronnie. Yeah, and running his running his mouth. Dean? So technically speaking, by that rule, by Kanan's narration, he should have boomed Jukebox. He did. <laughs> and she deserved it because she was talking. Running, mouth, running your mouth. Oh, boom. Uh, girl and boy cousins, it works like that sometimes, especially if you're older. And she was like, listen, you can talk to anybody else like that, but you can't talk to me like that. And I respect that. And I, I like that she's not afraid of Ronnie. I like that she's not afraid of Kanan. I like that she questions him because a lot of people, or at least the people that he interacts with, they don't really stand up to him. And she's the only one that does. And I like that. Even his mother kind of falls back now, right? Because she still knows that this is a boy. He's a, he's a boy coming into a man and she can't just smack him the way how she used to or like get down on him the way how she, she used to. She needs someone she, he still needs a father figure at this point. The one that's going to like check him. And up until this point, Marvin did check him, kind of. But he still went back to Rock to go tell him like, hey, you know, he stole money out the stash house. And she didn't even go confront him about that. I'm still waiting for the chickens to roost about that. But nothing has happened. Nothing. Yeah. And so far, Jukebox is the only one to step to him and be like, hey, you walling right now. 
And I appreciate that. You may think that cousins shouldn't do that, but I, I think that they should, especially if they're on uh, the same footing and they're peers. Uh, let's see. Let's see. She's supposed What's to be his sister. Here? She's supposed to have his back. Kanan can't trust no damn body. He can't trust his mother for a fact. He yeah, can't trust he his father because his father is a whole fed. This is not, yeah, his dad. He can't trust Juke because she running her fucking mouth. Well, he could trust Juke up to a certain extent, right? He could trust Ronnie more than he could trust Juke. And that's a fact. He can't trust Ronnie because Ronnie. Yes, he can. I like that he's not afraid of Ronnie. And I like that when she slapped him, he he still took up for his cousin and was like, no, you're not going to go talk to her. You don't need to talk to her about nothing. They still have that, that bond. And I like that he stopped Ronnie in that instant. But there is something, there is a theory that I did want to talk to you about before we move from this scene. And we see later on in the episode that Kanan does, after he goes to the movies with Aisha, Aisha is not moving as fast for him. So Aisha is, she just wants to make out. And even that is too much for her. She's just like, hold on, Kanan, that's too much. You're doing a little bit too much now. Let's slow down. And he's like, and he's used to dealing with <laughs> Palomar. <laughs> Shut up. He's used to being with Palomar, so where's... And Corinne. Well, Corinne didn't go to the next base with him. He only went to the next base with the mom. So... Only because they was doing it right in the living room, but it's her. <laughs> and just because they didn't show it, they could have insinuated it, but that, that don't mean that he didn't do it. I'm going to vomit. Um, but he, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm gonna vomit. laughs> hitting the mom and the daughter is wild, but, um, that's fire. <laughs> that is wild. So power is but, fire. <laughs> so he moves on from Aisha and he lets her go on the train home alone. Now, remember this is in the nineties, young kids. I mean, but yeah, a lot of people, you, you traveled a lot more than anyway, but he leaves her and that's like ultimate disrespect. You're supposed to be my little boyfriend. You should have taken me home. And he lets her go. And then when we see him go, he goes to Crystal's house. Now, let's go. City boys up 10 million. Facts. <laughs> okay. Wait. Okay, hold on. You know how oh. hype I was? I got up and I started screaming at a screen. Like almost when, when Tariq... Uh, um, hit Lauren. I was I was jumping up and I was screaming. I was like, "Let's go!" That's how you do it. Act her up. Okay, hold on. Let me get through this theory. So I have a theory here. It's from Gregory Barker, and it says, "Raising Canaan fanatics. What if I told y'all that the group butter becomes a smashing success, and that the group is this close to going on tour, but that Crystal becoming pregnant with Canaan's son, Sean." derails momentum the group has forcing the group to never get off the ground and adding to the strained relationship we see between jukebox and kanan as adults in og power would you nah, so uh, i think they um have already came out and even courtney kemp said that they don't really like to do this whole pregnancy thing because it like it was okay with 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 tommy but there hasn't been a pregnancy since well like i don't think they like i don't think they like that there's a couple ways that we can debunk this. So we know that Crystal is not going to be pregnant with Sean because we met Sean's mother. Sean's mother's yes. name was Drita, right? It's not, she's not going to be, it's not going to be Crystal, guys. I'm sorry. 
I, I hate right. to like be the bearer. That's a really good theory if we didn't know Jarita. But it's yeah. her, her, his mom's name is Jarita. This is when you have to go back to OG power and remember all of the characters that you've met. So we know that Crystal is not Sean's worm. So I love the theory, guys, but it's not it's it's not it. It's not hitting. Um, it was, like I said earlier, I'd rather that storyline end with them becoming a smash hit, mm-hmm. but like Pebbles takes all their money. Yeah, I yeah. And now they left broke, so now they like f the group, mm-hmm. and it just ends because nobody made any money off that whole thing that they. But and it will be even funnier like as time goes on that people still like you know how like some people see Naturi and like some people still be like oh three O W most people don't. But let's just say, like, some people do. And they see her and they're like, oh, I remember you from 3 mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's kind of like that situation where a, ju- where a jukebox is still, like, remembered for being in that group. Mm-hmm. But it's just rare. It's just rare. Yep. So now uh, I'm going to skip one scene and then I'll talk about Ronnie and Juliana. So Ronnie and Juliana, it was so freaking awkward. Like, I can play. I, like, I thought I didn't want to see Rock at that. <laughs> I thought I didn't want to see Rocky Unique, but I'll take Rocky Unique over some Ronnie and Juliana. Uh, so they are about to, they're about to do. I disagree. <laughs> they're about to do the do. <laughs> I've been called this. I've been called this. Let's go. So I'm going to give Sam his credit now that he called that Juliana. Ronnie were gonna have a relationship and I agreed I agreed because even when we talked about the theory of Ronnie possibly being gay or possibly having a relationship with DEFCON I always said that I never I never got uh, vibes from Ronnie I just got lunatic vibes I didn't get gay vibes but whatever the case is uh, we see that he is about to get some action with Juliana and then Bernessa walks in and says what the gorgeous little ladies over here <laughs> Poor Vanessa. She she don't got no way to live. She got to stay with her mother. Ronnie done took over her in Unique's place. Actually, someone asked me a question about where Ronnie is staying. If he's staying at Canaan's uh, place where he lived with Famous, or you know where is he living now? And I think that he's just living in Unique's old house where Vanessa used to live. And we see that Pernessa- as he should, as he should, because he came home to nothing and Unique. Had his ass sleeping on the couch after being a kingpin. He was a kingpin before he left. A whole kingpin. He comes home to sleep on the couch. Unique deserves to be rolling down that hill still. No, 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 no. Oh, God. You, you're going to let people riot once they hear it. Okay, let's let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. There is one other scene that I do want to tackle before we talk about Scraps Murr and being killed. Marvin hands up Lou. And when I tell you, I clapped because I'm like, Lou needed a few good books and baths and licks for this whole season because- Licks? No- pause. <laughs> you, well, in Jamaica, we say right? <laughs> Very big pause. Not <laughs> like when Tanner said to um to Howard that he would drop his pants for him. I was like, hey, fucking you're Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> I, yo, I jumped up. I said, wait, What? But, yeah, if you get that so, position, I'll drive my pants for you. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, relax. But um, so Marvin, he, he goes to Lou and he confronts him about talking to Scraps Mom. And this is the best, best person for the job because this reminded me of back in season one. Remember when they had that fight outside? And I was like, oh, got to teach your boy how to squabble. Got to teach your boy how to squabble. So he hems him up and he's like, what, what, 
What? And his Carl Thomas sweater. What? Why are you doing this to me? What you doing? Now his Carl Thomas sweater got it. It's all that's right. He's like, I ain't even doing nothing. Get your hands off me. Move off me. I he's up. He's up. So, <laughs> so then he tells him about what happened. He doesn't even remember it. He's still emotional, and he he doesn't really remember it, right? David, he says, you have to fix this, and he takes him to Scraps' mom's house. Now, here is a theory that someone hit me up about. Now, this is from the Not for Sale podcast, and one of the one of the podcasters on there hit me up and said, you know, I think that Lou is Ghost's, Ghost's dad. Negative. I, 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 like, I said negative too, right? But here's how she rationalized it, right? She says, think about it. Lou has a drinking problem, owns a club, died. And if he dies, he could possibly be Ghost's father. And I'm like, I can poke so many holes in this because one... Right now, Wu is like in his late 20s, right? He's, he's about, I would say he's about his late 20s. The most he can be is yeah. his early 30s, uh, just in terms of the character on the show, not what the actor is, right? So he is the youngest of the three. We've never seen him uh, with anyone that would insinuate that he got them pregnant as a teenager because at this point, Ghost is alive. James St. Patrick is alive. But he just does it. I, I don't I don't even think he's that old. I think he's twelve right now. He should be about ten or eleven. Because Kanan is, is about five years older than them. Well Kanan's sixteen, so like he has to be like eleven. Yeah. Like yeah, eleven years. Yeah, he's like ten, eleven, around there, right? So I'm like yep. Lou would have had to have had him when he was in high school. And we haven't had any inclination up until this point that Lou has had any teenage pregnancy scares, any teenage pregnancy. Like, they would have introduced that already. So, I don't... Well, not necessarily. Only thing we... Only reason why I say it is, is, is still... It could be kind of possible that for him to have a a, a child because Teresi was already fucking grown. Like, like, in his 60s when he found out Tommy was his son. And Tommy already is 30s. So, it is possible, but maybe not necessarily ghost. Uh, I just feel like they wanted to do that. Number one, the reason why I know for a fact that that Curtis is not Lou is because Lou wouldn't be scared of no fucking little little boys running around talking or whatever. Like Lou would have Lou would shut that down. Lou not scared of no no punks worried about them doing something to him. Wait, hold on. Lou's in the game. Wait one second. I want you to explain what you're talking about. Okay, so Sam is talking about some of the Easter eggs that we have from OG Power of what we know of Ghost's father. Granted, people, we don't know a lot about Ghost's private life, his mother, his dad, but we do know that his dad owned a club. We know that his dad was a drunk, and one of the reasons why the club closed was the reason that Sam is explaining to you right now that they were... Go ahead. I'll let you say it. Yeah, it was basically some... Uh, like They basically said that Uncle Gabe told Ghost that is it was some punks uh, he should have just, uh, you know, kept his mouth shut about whatever the case may be. Um, so in that situation, I don't see Lou backing down from nobody and being scared of anybody or 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 Lou being taken out by some young kids at all. At all. I don't see that happening. And he still right. has his brother as muscle. He still has a sister as muscle. I don't see that happening for Lou. Lou just doesn't have. First of all, Lou is not going to not know that he has a kid we know yes. that he is we know but it is possible that's him having a kid is possible because we don't know 
about what he did. Age. Yeah, in terms of age, but, he could. But I just don't see, like, he would have already had to have been interacting with ghosts. We never said, we were never told that ghosts didn't have a relationship with his dad. We just know yes. that that he, he didn't have a good relationship with his father. And that's because his thing. father didn't want him selling drugs. And he'd been selling drugs since he was 14. Precisely. I don't know when, I, I don't know if, if uh, Curtis dies at what age uh, Ghost was when he died. But I'm assuming that that Cannon was kind of new into the game, similar to the age that Tariq was. Mm -hmm. He didn't want him in the game anymore. Mm -hmm. and, and also, we know what Ghost's father's name is. His name is Curtis. So, <laughs> yeah, there's there, his, his Lou Curtis is not the same. Also, the same way how we rationalize Crystal not being Sean's mother because Sean's mother's name was Jarita. So, yeah, we we have the answer. So, thank you for those theories, guys. But but I do think we do meet Jarita next season, though. I hope so. We we would yeah. have to because we have Sean to because Sean is born in ninety five. Yeah, so um, it has to be. No, we, we may not have to because we're you know when we have hopefully when we have Sasha Penn on the show we can ask him exactly what year we're in because <laughs> because I'm under the impression that we're in nineteen ninety one. Some people say nineteen ninety two. No, we in ninety two still. We were never in ninety two. We opened up Razor Canaan in ninety one. Well, yeah, but it, it that was like when Kano was 15, but he's turned 16 since then. When? Kano turned 16 after that three-month gap had went by because he was 15 and he turned into 16. Like right, within but, three months because his birthday is in August. So unless those three months we traveled into the new year, that's how we end up in 92. But we did start for sure in 91. And I've heard uh, the actor who plays Marvin, uh, what's his name, London Brown, say that we are in 1991. But then I was speaking to DNA and he says 92. And then there was a song that they played in episode five. It was a Nas song and that didn't come out till the, the album didn't come out till 92. But I always say like some songs, they have traction in yeah, they, yeah. prior. So right. we'll see. When we have Sasha Penner, we'll we'll ask exactly when, when we are. Now, let's finish this up. We are in making good time. We, we did it today, Sam. We didn't go two hours. <laughs> the final scene, right? Lou and Marvin drive up to Scrap's mom's house. She already knows her cards are laid out for her. Her eyes are watering as soon as she sees Lou because she knew that her her time was done. The He does the kill. Marvin waits outside. And when they're driving by, we do get to see Scrap's ghost. For the in, third time. For the third time, right? We saw Scrap's ghost, and I was like, I love that they st they're still incorporating his character, and they're making sure that they feel guilty about it, because that was one of those kills that really, really broke my heart in watching season two, because I was like, what the fuck? He didn't even deserve that. But what if Scrap is, is the hand that is uh, pointing the gun at Luke? Hmm. In that photo that they, they show, like, what, what if that's Scrap? But if that's grappling, he's just imagining it. Imagining he's it. just imagining it, and, and, and in actuality, he kills himself. But he's so drunk that he's imagining that Scrap is putting a gun in his face. You know, I thought cool. that I thought when Lou came back out of the house that he was going to kill himself in the car. With Marvin in the car? With Marvin in the car. I thought that Hell. after he killed Scrap's mom, that would have. Can you imagine how crazy this episode would have been if after he killed Scrap's mom, right? The guilt from killing Scrap, killing the mother, 
coming back out, he just killed himself. Cut to black. That would have been wild. I, I couldn't have seen that happening because number one, Lou, I, I feel like Lou needs that Janara treatment with the writing. He needs to have a comeback story. Yeah, that's what I said too. I, I said that he, he's similar to the Jannard arc. I forget whose comments I put that in, but I'm like, he's he's going to have that Jannard redemption where he has to redeem himself. They didn't let him And then him. dies in the process when he's at his peak of recovery. Yeah. Well, Sam, it has been a pleasure talking to you as usual. If you have any other theories that you guys would like to discuss, feel free to hit us up. You can send them to at Chronicles of Power or you can send them to my DMs, my DMs, my DMs at Kimi Cakes. Or you can send them to Sam. He'll definitely share them with me. And don't forget, Sam also has a podcast. It is called Power is Fire. You can catch it on YouTube. My boy is finally, finally in the podcast game. And I'm so happy to have him. He is my fave. And I love talking to him about all things power and rap and basketball and all things. We are good to go. So have a good week, guys. And we'll see you next week. And Oh, wait. Before we go, any predictions for episode eight? Uh... No, not really. I try not to. I, I try. I try not to make predictions. Like even with the whole Juliana, uh, Juliana. Is it Juliana or Juliana? It it just depends on how you pronounce it. If you're saying it in Spanish, it will be Juliana, or if you're saying it in English, it'll be Juliana. Well, I, I predicted that they was gonna hook up, and I was right. I was like, damn, I hate making predictions because I didn't want that to happen. I like to be wrong sometimes because that means that it's not predictable. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know. If you watch enough TV, and if you, I mean, honestly, if you read books, you know how a story is going to progress. It's very, when so, when I'm surprised, I, like, that's what I'm like. I think the only thing that ever surprised me was, like, Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I think when Raina got killed, I was surprised, too. No, when Jukebox got killed, that surprised the hell out of me. Was that surprised? Because I thought, I thought Ghost, and to this day, I still think Ghost should have took the shot. Yeah, we'll talk he's, about He's that. pussy for that. He's pussy for that. But I, I would never, ever forgive him for that. Well, they, they had to make it that way, and Tariq needed to see that. It just goes into more of his ammunition for how he feels about his dad. Anyway, we are done talking about Raising Canaan for this week. Episode 8 airs this week, Friday at midnight. And I think some of the things we should look forward to is more chaos from, from Ronnie. Kanan just spiraling out of control even more. Uh, we do have to find out who the leader of Butter is going to be. And I hope that it's going to be Jukebox. It should be Jukebox. She does have the best voice of the group. And let me see what else. I guess we'll see what's happening with the FBI investigation with Marvin. I don't know where it's going to go. Hopefully, maybe Howard would throw them off his tracks if he has to. But I think he's using it as leverage. And we said that already. So have a good week, guys. 